This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. And the outsourcing issues, and they, um, they're they demanding that Kaiser come to the table and really bargain with When us. you add up the losses for everyone involved, the automakers, the workers, suppliers, and dealers and customers, the cost is nearly $4 billion. We're trying to fix the short staffing crisis that we have here at Kaiser, so we really want the Kaiser executive to listen to the frontline healthcare workers and come to the table and bargain and get back to fix this. United Auto Workers Union all of a sudden empowered a whole bunch of folks to go on strike. Now, we had seen this Thanks like a, a lot. Mm, yeah. um, now, healthcare and restaurant workers, and there's would never happen. I was listening to this morning with Gordon Deal, which comes on before Wake Up Mid Missouri, and they're talking about air, the airline industry. Likely would not happen, um, but they're looking at striking. Uh, now, more folks, more factories being affected by the United Auto Workers strike. More folks are going on striking. Kaiser Permanente workers, more than 75,000 of them walking off the job yesterday, instigating the largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history. That is according to union officials. And now, Waffle House employees. Darn it. Man, $25 an hour is what folks are wanting. It's what some employees and supporters at chain restaurant Southeast locations are apparently requesting. It was $25 tricky. an hour? Wasn't California just at 20 How much is that a year? That's so $25. Um, I'm going to do the calculation. $25 bucks an hour. Is that fifty grand a year, Marsh? Who's quicker Who's quicker with the calculator? Ain't, sure. Ain't, it is, yeah. Ain't none of us good at math. Ain't none of us real. I ain't real good at English. I mean, that's more than we pay our teachers. I mean... That's a lot. $50,000 a year is a lot of money. But if you've ever been drunk and stumbled into a Waffle House at the corner of Vanver <laughs> and Rangeline on a regular basis at 3 o'clock on a Saturday morning because you is bored, you're like, you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm a man And you dodge the gunfire. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing that they're beyond the, the wages, they're asking for security because they're saying it's just not super safe to work at the Waffle House. I, you know, the thing that I would be demanding if have you been in a waffle house recently not since i quit drinking <laughs> <laughs> the waffle house is good yeah well i was just as i was thinking about the story all of a sudden it occurs to me how cool would that be if somebody magically showed up at the radio station with some waffle house breakfast i for... bet houseworth has been to a waffle house recently um well with my diabetes <laughs> i have to <laughs> i have to watch what well, i have to watch what i eat but i have and i have been uh, there's one down um, not far from um, the Grindstone Parkway exit. Yes, I've been to that one in Columbia, and they do a great job. Their waffles are incredible. They so really if are. You, if you haven't been in one lately, I've been in one, I think, in the last year. And they have a deal with Touch Tunes. Do you know what a Touch Tunes is? No. Gosh darn oh, it. Oh, come on. Really? Well, I, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> John, please. And I like how you're always, and I appreciate you, Housworth, because you're always very authoritative when you say you don't know what something is. Yeah. You're very authoritative, and I, I appreciate I, that. I know the Waffle House menu, but not the, not the, not the I, tunes. I didn't know what one is was either, and I went to, like, a fancy party reception with, like, a bunch of lawyers, and me and this other guy kind of went in on it, and I was like, I've got some cash, let's Let's mess with the touch tunes. John, oh, a little jukebox. At it's the table. a jukebox. Yeah, oh, like, that like the oh, yeah. jukebox app. So you right? can play yeah. whatever you want from your phone, and it's there's different things you can do. And so, like as a joke, this guy and I just kept replaying a Justin Bieber song um, oh, just to see if people you're would the notice. Worst. And then, but people can pay more to like jump your song, <laughs> and then you get in like a fight, and you're like, "We're going to listen to Justin Bieber all night now because I'm petty." And uh, you know, and so anyway. 
But Waffle House has some deal, my understanding is, with touch tunes that, like, almost every Waffle House has a touch tunes. And I'm like, is there any worse pain? Like, imagine going to your job every day and out loud, someone else has the ability to play whatever music they want. That should be amongst their demands. Like, no more playlist, somebody else's playlist. Can you imagine in your office, working every day, and you had no control over what was playing? But I have never no. in the Waffle House, I've been to both of them in Columbia, <laughs> I have never heard that machine ever play. <laughs> At least the times I've been in it. Now, that's not to say that they, they don't play it, but I've not heard it. Uh, I have played Justin Bieber in a Waffle House. Because, <laughs> because you are terrible. Wow. <laughs> That's all. No, we work in radio. Somebody else decides all the music that gets played. Yeah. I mean, true. but like, yeah, I well, guess. And, and, and there are people who have, what's that weird elevator music? Like, I used to work at Dillard's and that music Musa. was terrible. Musa. Oh, terrible. In the building, we have all of our sister stations, of course, programmed into the little surround sound in the ceiling. And it's like a fight some days over what station gets played. So I can kind of relate. Uh, uh, it's called uh, the, the speakers we have as we are basically without a speaker right now in Congress. Right now on Fox, <laughs> Representative. Is that wow, too much of a stretch? What a, what a transition. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Segway. Uh, Jim Jordan on Fox right now is launching a bid to become the next speaker. Steve Scalise, I think, has said that, hey, if you put me as speaker, I'm willing to do it. I know I'm dealing with blood cancer, but I'll, I'll uh, do it. Two huge names. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I think they're both staunch conservatives. They're both very popular with our listeners. Styles may be a little bit different. Scalise also was shot. He he was shot. Jim Jordan, what's interesting about him is I see him on, he's on Fox News quite a bit with Hannity, and I've seen him on with Mark Levin as well. He almost never wears, has anyone noticed it? I've never seen him in a sport coat. He is always in a shirt and tie. Um which which it's a political thing they do that to make it make it look like you're working harder and well, if you want to try harder roll up your sleeves because it makes it look like I, you're a man of the people or a hoodie and short I'm not <laughs> and I'm not and it could also uh, he may have a health issue where you know I've sometimes people that have diabetes they get hot and stuff so that could be too I don't I don't know I've never heard him talk about that you know come to think of it I'm that serious. makes sense because I've never seen you wear a sport jacket I, either I never I I the people joke about when I go out in public and I do wear a tie one from the nice occasions a shirt I won't put a sport coat on because I've told the governor I'll get hot. Now, if, if it's in the winter, I will. But no, so I'm wondering if I've never heard a reporter in Washington, I don't think any of them even noticed probably is he doesn't put a coat on. Only time he puts a coat on is when he speaks on the floor, which is pretty rare. And this is the same guy who noticed how the hell does Chuck Schumer keep those readers <laughs> on his face? Wait, so Houseworth, you and Mike Parson have had conversations about your wardrobe? Well, we've talked about uh, diabetes <laughs> and and uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. He's 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 he definitely is a, is aware that uh, you know we talked about that and uh, various events. But yeah, he's he, he's longtime listener of the show for sure. Uh, here's one of the reasons Waffle House workers want twenty five bucks an hour. And by the way, we're getting uh, twenty five dollars an hour. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me hold the headline up to the camera because if you're shocked, like Howsworth is, this is well, a true story. Wow. Waffle House cooks want $25 an hour. Here's why. <laughs> the Waffle House Index. I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. Always thought it was just a a, a a legend until I moved to Southeast where, you know, we had tropical storms and hurricanes. Sure. Honest to goodness. There is a Waffle House Index. Wow. You could look down Davis Boulevard in Pensacola, uh, in Pensacola, Florida, 
And if they were open, you're like, all right, so it's not going to be that bad of a hurricane. It's just a little hurricane. They will stay open, and people will go to a Waffle House in the middle of a hurricane. If Waffle House is closed, you're screwed. We got a text from Sean at 874-9390. He said the Waffle House cooks are not striking to get more money. They are striking to get a solid bulletproof barrier between them and the customers. Uh, Waffle House, uh, Tim says, don't go to Waffle House on a national holiday. As a matter of fact, here's, and I, like, I am hungry for Waffle House now. Some hash browns and stuff like that. I will never, I I don't have any interest in pancakes, but waffles, oh my gosh. With the pecans. So I, really good, I agree. Are we pretty much just asking the wake up family to bring us breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Hey, listen, when Hannah and Stephanie talk about cars, guess who texts us? (laughs) Car dealers. Um, but I live closer to the Waffle House on uh, Grindstone in yep. Columbia. Right. I would make the trip in the middle of the night to the Waffle House at uh, at Vandiver and Range Line because it was an infinitely better place to people watch. Well, we've had and you know we've had news stories, multiple news stories. <laughs> so about don't the, stare at them too hard. Yeah, the, the one up on well, we just had a murder trial. I covered about the one on Vandiver, um, but the the one on on the, and then they're doing the, the they're. They're trying to do the best they can. The one you're talking about on Grindstone, it seems like that one's newer. Uh, It physically looks newer and stuff. But you mentioned a holiday. I know that this past Christmas, I went to a very early Christmas Mass here in Columbia at Our Lady of Lourdes Mass. And I went, I was kind of worried about the same thing. It went immediately to Waffle House, and there was hardly anybody in there. Uh, There were a few, but... uh, but You went to Waffle House on Christmas Day? Christmas morning. Yes, after after mass, and it was it was it, there were people in there working, and uh, there were a lot of church people. Let's put it that way, but not crowded. It wasn't as crowded as I thought. This is like nine in the morning. There was one Christmas growing up where we would do Christmas with my dad's side of the family on Christmas Day, but my grandma was sick, so we ended up like rescheduling at the last minute, and my dad took my brother and I to the Chinese buffet yes. <laughs> in Columbia. Because it was the only place that was open that we knew of. That's true. And we actually ran into more of our extended family <laughs> at the Chinese yes. buffet. Yes. Um, by the way, big things going on. Sp- uh, Speaker of the House battle, Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise. Those are the names in there. Gas prices are still high. Joe Biden once again trying to circumvent uh, what the justices, judges, the Supreme Court has said regarding um, student debt repayment. He's trying to find another backdoor entry into getting rid of canceling debt. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this is pretty, what you talk about, we don't change our mind on the show. We don't backtrack. We evolve. Uh, the White House administration, October 3rd, Alejandro Mayorkos, border secure, no problem at the border, nothing to see here. October 4th, uh, an acute and immediate need. Build the oh, wall. Build just, the wall. They're building the dang wall. So now they're going to build a 17-mile stretch wall. All of a sudden, they're looking, you know who had this right? Oh, the previous guy who is in the in the White House. They watched the last uh, GOP debate where immigration was a hot topic. They've got some good ideas. W- one thing, too, about Secretary Mayorkas, um, that, and Brandon, you've pointed out several times on the show, and I think it's worth mentioning, he defended and really pushed back against a reporter at a press conference about the, uh, remember those migrants, but the whips? And she was trying to tell him at a press conference that they were, they were whipped or, and he said no. And they, you know, that didn't get nearly as much, yeah. by the way, attention. Then he, he corrected her in public, corrected. 
hardly hardly any publicity at all on that except on Fox News. Thank you. And so I try to point this stuff out all You're the right. time. I think it's more impactful when it comes to one of our news directors saying uh, that got all the attention. Those right. border agents whipped those Haitian immigrants. No, they did not. And to the point Mayorkos corrected a reporter who said it didn't happen. He lied and it got very little um, coverage. More text on Waffle House. And by the way, thank you, Wake Up Midmo family. I know there's big stuff in the news and people are texting about Waffle House. We appreciate that very much. Um, Send them a bill. You get a discount at the Waffle House if there's a homicide. Oh, man. We just get up and run, you know? <laughs> we refer to the Waffle House as the Awful House. No. No. That would mean. We've, there yeah, was we, a local place in, in Kirksville that you went to. It was called Pancake City, I think. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Which means it's... It's 725. So we do better than the federal government, the emergency alert system. <laughs> We're uh, on Most time. mornings, anyways. Was it early? I, you guys, I, did, I didn't pay attention. 118 yesterday is when I got it on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> instead of 120 uh, our time. Lots of memes coming out about that, by the way. This really? is the radio in you guys. <laughs> We're watching the clock. Like I live by the clock, yes. die by the clock. Yeah. I mean, you've got the government telling you one thing, and they don't live up to that, and like it when, do, that never happens. When somebody says, we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey and how why he's criticizing the NFL, we're going to do that five minutes from now, and then it's 38 minutes into the show, and we still ain't mentioned it, or who Patrick Mahomes is criticizing. <laughs> we're doing it at a certain time, and we don't do it. I'm just taking after the, the feds when it comes to we'll get there. timing. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Uh, Stephanie started to talk about this in the Daily DC Rundown. Um, but there is a member of the Biden family who has found himself kicked out of the White House. And it's not Hunter Biden. It's not uh, not Jill Biden, not Joe. It's actually Commander, the two-year-old German Shepherd. His brother, Major Biden, got kicked out a few months ago. The Biden Bidens. Yeah, he got sent to live on a nice farm in the country. Or up in the sky. <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. But it's been a long track record for these two dogs for basically being poorly behaved and biting staff members. And Commander, after 11 incidents. 11? 11. Finally, finally got booted. So the Bidens have lost both of their German shepherds officially. Here's what I enjoy about this story, John, is Jill Biden uh, releasing a statement. Um, the statement released, the president and first lady care deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those only after they've been bitten 11 times do they care about the safety. That's and the president was heard to say, I have a dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, and those poor Secret Service members, most of the incidents, you know, involved Secret Service members and I would be ticked off if I was getting bitten by the same dog all the time yeah. and nobody was doing anything about it. Well, I wonder who trained, because, man, if you don't train a dog, I mean, if you've seen a dog like that, you know, somebody has a dog and it's several years old and they didn't work with it and didn't teach it discipline and you got to teach these things well, young. They're like kids. Yeah, especially working dogs that have a lot of energy like German Shepherds. They need a lot of structure to be well behaved. And it's obvious that these dogs were not. It's kind of like Queen Elizabeth had all those corgis, and it was sort of a well-known fact that none of her dogs were well-behaved because nobody in the royal family really just had time to train these corgis. Here's why, because the corgis rolling all up through Buckingham Palace going, 
Don't you know who I am? <laughs> but you guys give me a little bit of grief over my hatred for dogs or like my dis. But like I've had friends. I mean, we talk, we kind of laugh about it. But you know, I've got a friend, and the dog bit her face, and she's she has like disfigurement. She's had multiple surgeries, tons of medical bills, and she will forever look differently. And it was a one-time incident, and so we kind of giggle about. You know, you think dogs nipping, but dogs can really, and especially among children, yeah. they can do some serious damage if they're not well trained or well behaved. So, so I volunteered at animal shelters a couple of times. Had dogs, loved dogs. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. The family member said, "I can't care for your young children 50 hours a week. I physically can't do it," and I lost. A staff member in 16 days. That's a common story here in mid-Missouri. Brenda Loman happens to be a professor at Mizzou. She's shedding uh, at this conference yesterday. She was sharing stories of employees and friends who've been affected by really a lack of child care, a lack of affordable child care here in mid-Missouri. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah John Marsh. I'm Brandon Rather. Big thing. And John and I, um, what was that, a chamber event you and I went to a couple of months ago where they covered this? Yeah, it was right on their head of their agenda. They even had some of the the CEOs of some of the Jefferson City area factories talking about what a challenge it was to find affordable health care for their employees. So can you relate to this? You're listening this morning, heading into work. By the way, um, traffic update bridge heading into Jefferson City. This is not a repeat of yesterday's show. Um, but uh, apparently there's uh, issues getting into Jeff City, 54 westbound. And then uh, another listener text, 874-9390. Apparently there's an accident on 63 uh, north of Ashland. So if you're in those areas, let us know um, what's going on. So, yeah, it's a big deal because here's what happens. We talk about workforce development mm-hmm. and all of this. Uh, and I've been guilty of, well, go get a job. Well, okay, I'll go get a job. And let's say I'm going to make two grand a month. Child care is going to cost me $1,200 a month. Why should I do that? But even if you have the the financial means to pay for it, do you have the time and the wherewithal? And do these daycares have open spaces? And people are saying, I, I can't go. To, what am I going to do with my kids? I can't rely uh, on you know, these people all the time. We appreciate the kindness of friends and family, but it becomes a real challenge. And and COVID closed a lot of daycare centers. And that was, a, I mean, it was a struggle when I put first put my kids into care. And that was before COVID. And I remember I thought I was, so, you know, I'm, I'm Stephanie Bell. I'm prepared. I'm early. I do things, you know, on time and I have my checklist. Proper planning prevents problems. No, prevents poor performance. Thank you very much. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so I was, I, I thought I was ahead of the game. I had gotten some really good recommendations. So I, we go to tour some daycare centers and I went to my number one daycare center and I don't think I had even like publicly announced I was pregnant. I think my employer knew and I think like my close family knew, but like I wasn't telling people yet, but I went and toured this daycare and I remember, and I, we were like, oh, well, we don't need, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, I, you know, I'm not having this baby for six or seven months and then I'm going to be home for six weeks. So I need a daycare like nine months from now, basically. And I thought we're so early, we're ahead of the game. And they go, well, uh, you know, we've already got a couple people on the, on the roster for then. And we've got one opening, you know, for the time that you need. And they're like, and it's first come first serve. And we're doing three tours today. So it's the first person to pay their deposit. And I'm like opening my checkbook. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to pay, you know, so I had to put down a deposit, I think 10 months before, you know, I even needed to go um, of a full month, you know, and and that is not uncommon. And I, I considered myself at the time lucky, though, because I was like, well, I have a place. And now, you know, you can't even, you know, people are like, well, we're two years out. And what are you going to do? And then I, I think 
think the other thing is, you know, I got, I'm lucky now too with um, my kids go to Eagle Achievers. They're uh, regular listeners and they're part of the Wake Up family and they're lovely. Um, and they have a center. They've got a full staff. It's Salter Lawn does a yeah, lot of work I've there. Yeah, I've been there. Right. Salter Lawn Service Actually, did some concrete work. Salter there. was out there yesterday when I came home doing some more work out there. Um, and um, it's a lovely place. They've got a big staff. Um, but that means they can, you know, they can. Um, kind of ride the wave if somebody's sick or whatever and so they're just always open but i know a lot of folks what happens is if you don't if these centers you know and the centers are subject to tons of regulation tons of government i think overreach um but if you don't have one of those and i think you know a lot of people go to these in-home daycares right and and then you know if that person you know and and that's a struggle because you know so people are like okay well i'll just send them to the lady down the street or whatever but that person can get sick that person can have a family emergency and if you have a job how do you what do you say when you're like well um my daycare worker now has covid or has you know a family emergency and now i can't come to work so not only do you have to worry about your own health and your own emergencies now you've got to rely on that person and stuff happens and you know if you're depending on what kind of situation you're in you only have so many days. And I wonder about that human element. Let's say a single father's like, man, I'm taking off work for this, this, and that. I don't have daycare today. And now I got to call my boss again today and say, I'm sorry, man. I, I can't I can't come in. That's uncomfortable. I don't like to call in sick to work. As a matter of fact, I don't think I do it unless I have a doctor's note from the day before. But I don't like calling. And somebody who's put in that position, my kid's got to do this, and I can't find... Um, can't find daycare. So this is to give you an idea of how big this was, John. It was co-hosted by the Missouri Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the Columbia Chamber of Commerce, the Jefferson City Chamber of Commerce. I mean, you brought a bunch of people together, a bunch of thought leaders in mid-Missouri saying... What do we do? I, and I believe the Missouri Chambers basically said this is our number one issue for this next year. Like we're going to focus on this. And we we had a guest um, here recently from I think Missouri Childcare where they've got a website and they're a big association and they've been working with the chamber. And they're saying, yeah, we they've been out there doing surveys and they're like, it's 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 terrifying. I mean, the the, the struggle is real. And and they have started to approach businesses and said, hey, we need businesses on board to help us solve this problem. It's not just, you know, a mom's issue. And I wonder about the regulation aspects. We are getting taxed 874-9390 because um, regulation, regulation. I get that, man. Oh, you talk to a daycare owner. And I imagine um, I'd like to say I've talked with several daycare owners. I've talked with one. Like, what's the deal? It says it's regulation, regulation, regulation. So we loosen the regulations, but what about this Macon County couple uh, running a little daycare out of their house? Uh, and apparently, best we can tell from our news partners at ABC 17, they said we cannot find a licensed daycare in this uh, area. So if this daycare, Macon County couple uh, running a daycare accused of child abuse, this dude allegedly broke the toddler's femur and apparently was not the first time this had happened. And allegedly the fiance in the story from ABC 17 told the, the cops and stuff, yeah, Dude's got a temper. So I wonder, so if they weren't registered, then unregulated, if they were registered and therefore subject, and I'm not a fan of excessive regulations, but if this had been a regulated daycare, um, would, would something like that, that previous behavior been rooted out because of regulations? And there was another place, John, I'd... And I think it was called like Grandma's Place. It was down around yes. the lake earlier this year. And you saw the mugshot <laughs> oh. of the dude who was running this daycare. And I don't, re- I don't recall if it was licensed or not. I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. Yeah. And I'm going to stereotype. But they showed the mugshot of this dude. And I can't remember exactly what he, if it was abuse, neglect. I think it was abuse, yeah. Abuse. And the picture of this dude, 
I would not leave Harper Lee, my six-year-old grandbaby. I would not leave my 32-year-old son with his dude Yeah, he based was, on his looks. He was looking real creepy. Uh, there's a happy medium, of course, you know, but that was always my thing with an in-home provider. You know, with, with one person, I was thinking, you know, okay, one person's watching five kids. What happens when this person needs to go to the bathroom? What are those five kids doing? You know, and so I, I tend to a regulated center, but having, uh, you know, having had kids there for many, many years, um, especially in the younger, you know, range, um, you know, you think about, I mean, I know, like, we knew when, you know, they, they were just stressed all the time about when the inspector was going to come in and make sure, you know, and they did a lovely job um, there in Jefferson City. And, I, you know, I never had any concerns, but just the level of anxiety they had over these surprise inspections and what was going on and what the government would say it was just unnecessary sarah says it's a huge deal via text 874-9390 sending children to daycare especially if you have more than one at a time can cost more than private school or college so now you got to go to go to uh president biden get you a, a a student loan for students in daycare and then joe will forgive it that's how we solve this problem he will just forgive the the loans well and in mid-missouri it is regular it is uh more affordable than you know but i mean i think a normal infant rate right now would be somewhere in the eight to nine hundred dollar range a month um and you know i know people in big cities pay every bit of fifteen hundred dollars a month uh another texture another parent says um yeah i've had issues at a private home daycare would never um recommend doing that uh then somebody brings up the societal issue both parents needing to work is it a societal thing Uh, i i get the point i think it's reality both parents for the most part have to work nowadays i think just to live and pay a mortgage, um, things like that. Uh, traffic updates, because um, we've had several, apparently. 54 uh, into Jeff City. Uh, if you're in that area, if you could let us know. 874-9390, 874-9390. So I feel, man, I just feel bad for parents. You know, you're trying to work and you're trying to do stuff, you're trying to buy gasoline and milk and everything's expensive since January 20th of 2021 and now daycare. And it's it's a big issue. But I will say our local providers are wonderful. I know so many of them. And I will say, you know, beyond the government regulation, you want someone who's going to treat your kid like their own, you know, and just and love on them. And I remember I asked my um, somebody who worked my coworker, I said, what daycare should I send my kid to, you know, or whatever. And they their kid was in the fourth grade, fourth grade. So had not been at the daycare center for five years. And she picked up the phone right then and said, I'll just call. I'll call, and people will know who this is. I'll call Miss Sharon and see what's up. And she called, and I could hear on the other line, oh my gosh, how is, and named the child, and was just so wonderful and loving and lovely. And mind you, this family had not gone there for five years. And so, I mean, our local providers, there are good daycares and good people out there. And I think, you know, that's what, um, you know, really wonderful uh but we need more of them right and and they're becoming fewer and far uh, you know fewer and far between after covid um and so you know good on the people that are doing it but we need to empower the good providers to be able to hire staff be able to pay living wages keep the people that they've had around you know the same woman who watched well, then you still need to try and make it affordable for those those young couples trying to afford it exactly exactly but the same woman who watched my first child as at six weeks watched my third child at six weeks and she i mean it was just it was a you know and and 
moms out there will know, and treated my supply of milk like it was her own and didn't waste it, protected it. Um, I mean, they just, you know, and so I can't say enough. And the same, my kids are older now and have gone to a center and they spend all summer doing the coolest things. They go to the pool and they go to the cave and they learn and they read and they do, you know, and so I can't say enough about it. And we talk about teachers, but these, these daycare providers, they're under so much stress and, um, and, you know, they get a bad rap for it being expensive, but they, they are doing the Lord's work, in my opinion. Tammy says my daughter pays $1,000 a month. For four-year-old Ian Jeff City and a licensed daycare, and there are what other is choices. it? A thousand dollars a month. Thousand dollars a month. By the way, uh, according to listener text, traffic backed up both ways uh, at the bridge. The bridge in and out of Jefferson City. There's apparently, according to this, we haven't confirmed this. Relying on listener text, apparently wreck both sides. Uh, Missouri River Bridge coming up. Few minutes from now, we're going to be doing, and that would be all except for this. What you got, John? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Seven points, the Nasdaq up 177, S&P 500 up 34. We'll look at futures coming up at 825, the morning bell, business news with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can bring you. Steph, keeping an eye on traffic for you this morning, too. We are getting a lot of updates via text. Keep those coming. Let us know when it clears. But right now, Jeff City Police confirm there are a few, at least two wrecks on southbound Highway 54 and 63 near the Missouri River Bridge. A dispatcher tells us that the wrecks are in in Callaway County near the city limits. Uh, it's really backed up, so avoid the area if you can. And that would be all, except for this. Well, gone are the days, at least for some students, math, science, English, and history, because some colleges and universities around the country are now offering what they term unique curricula. We call them electives. So how about uh, this one? At Texas State University, Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity. Identity, the Internet, and European pop culture. Professor Louis Valencia says he's a huge Harry Styles fan. He felt Styles' music could help inspire the students. Uh, Texas Christian, the Horned Frogs, bringing the college bar into the classroom. Most college students usually do their work on booze on their own time, but those who enroll in TCU's Whiskey School are learning the history and science behind it. They get to visit a distillery and learn how to tell the different whiskeys apart only through smell because they aren't allowed to drink it. Does permit them to bring their make their own beer or whiskey for the final exam. And the professor says obviously it's very popular with the students. But the final one at uh, this is at Arizona State. The psychology of Taylor Swift, advanced topics of social psychology. Taylor having her big year with her heiress tour and running around with Travis Kelsey. They can enroll in a class about the popularity of the entertainer. And we check no word if wearing a Chiefs 87 jersey in that class at ASU will get you extra credit. <laughs> and now you know the rest of those classes. Didn't Hannah have a wine class? Yeah, I took a wine class. It counted as a food science credit through the ag school. Ridiculous. It was an online class, but there was supposed to be two in-person labs. and Labs? <laughs> Happy yeah. hours. Now, let me remind you. That's I was what, underage. That's what Biden wants us to use our tax dollars to pay for kids to go to wine class. Well, I want to make no. sure we understand this, John. So these classes about Harry Styles and some of these other things... 
Uh, we can get loans to go and study Harry Styles and people like Taylor Swift. And then Joe will forgive the, the debt. I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page this morning. Well, and I think that goes to the, the deeper topic, which is, why do I have to take so many stupid electives to graduate from college? Right. Yeah, when I was at, I had a liberal studies, um, it's called the LSP, Liberal Studies Program at Truman. And it doesn't mean liberal in the, but liberal arts. Um, and you have to take a wide variety so you're well-rounded and you know a lot of things but i took things like calculus and i actually took agriculture and like heart like stem okay if i'm a parent i am i am looking at that i'm not paying for wine class or taylor swift class or harry styles class i hope you parents are looking at what classes your kids enroll in and say i'm not paying for that junk See, meanwhile i tried to take the easiest classes i could find for those elective credits I took, uh, what was it, Intimate Relationships was one class. It was a lot of psychology behind relationships. That's right. Uh, Hannah gave me the book, and I read it one day on air. I do terrible. recall Terrible. You took Intimate... I took... <laughs> I, how- I got that one beat. I took bowling as an elective. Oh, my husband nice. did, too. Um, I took How to Lie with Statistics. I took a Ooh. lot of, like, political... St- I mean, really helpful things. Oh, I like the How to Lie with Statistics. I did a film study class where we For- just watched movies. Like in the eighth grade, this. and you'd watch the old, well... We'd have to write papers afterwards, but yeah. 